With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good morning. Good afternoon and good evening and welcome to What is America to You? I am your host Derek Dempsey I'm coming at you from New York. Okay, before we start our next interview and introduce you to our next guest, as always we ask you, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, What is America to You? And uh, click the like button. No dislikes for now, eventually, you know. But right now we need all the love we can get. Also, please continue to comment. We're getting some great comments and we'll always respond. So, um, okay. Our next guest is novelist, actor, political activist, singer, and satirist. He is possibly, in my opinion, the greatest extemporizer of modern and ancient wit to come out of the Isle, the Isle of Ireland since the great Oscar Wilde. His uh, novels include the critically acclaimed A Monk Swimming, which is quite hard for me to say because I know it's a Mondegreen, which we'll get into. Also, um, Death Need Not Be Fatal, which has the, the cover alone. If you can't read, just get, get the book for the cover. Because Maliki is lying on a bed of silk in a coffin and he's grinning at the camera like, come on, come on, try me. <laughs> just brilliant. Also, he's been in many Hollywood movies, um, and I'll name three of those. One was The Devil's Own, and I heard at the end of the, near the end of the movie, Brad Pitt called his people and they said, I want that man off. He's taking too much attention from me. So that's the way these things happen when you're Irish like us and good looking. Yeah. He's also been in the field and uh, the movie Green Card, which is timely because my green card will be getting given back to the government and I'll be coming a ci becoming a citizen on September 10th. Yee-hoo! I'll be an American citizen. Uh, <laughs> in a... In a strong field of clever and witty sayings from our next guest, he was once asked for life advice and he said, never clean a window with a soft boiled egg. <laughs> and I can't help thinking that he was alluding to the great Jonathan Swift's big Indians and small Indians in um, Gulliver's Travels, but I'll ask him. And he also said, organized religion has all the facets of organized crime except for the compassion of organized crime. And lastly, before we introduce him, he said, the difference between a saint and a sinner is that a uh, saint is just a well-edited sinner. Okay, without further ado, it's our honour and privilege to introduce you. Malachi McCourt, welcome to What is America to You. How are you, Malachi? Hello there, Derek. What an introduction. And I'm glad I'm not dead. <laughs> I'm glad I'm here to hear it. Even though you had me in that coffin, or I had myself in that <laughs> coffin. <laughs> and, 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 and the funny thing about that uh, picture, uh, the publisher of Death Need Not Be Fatal, <coughs> excuse me, uh, was a little dubious about uh, putting a picture of me in a coffin, uh, as they say here. I don't know what the difference, what's the difference between a coffin and a casket? But anyway, 
if I always say, you know, when you wake up in the morning, if you see the ceiling, you should uh, be grateful you're still alive. If there's a coffin lid in front of your nose, don't bother. <laughs> no point in it. It's useless. So don't do that. But if there's a ceiling, get your arse up and off you go. Anyway, where was I? Oh, yes. Anyway, great to hear your uh, that introduction. I'm still alive. And, Many and thanks, know, my it, dear man. It's only a small amount of what you've done. But, you know, my view on, on death is very much that if, if and when death comes to me, I reckon the next day there'll be headlines in your newspaper saying uh, death has been killed, opportunity for job open. I'm going to kill it. It's not going to get me. <laughs> and I think, I think that's how you see it. Well, I was thinking about it. Now, we are a species, a uh, human race, right? The strangest thing about it is that we are have a 100% Mortality rate here, hundred <laughs> percent. Now, we've been around for I don't know how many millions of years as human beings, but Jesus, isn't it about time to do something about that? <laughs> the thing to do is to cure death. Now, there is this marvelous man in the White House, and he does everything. <laughs> And uh, I, I have been, I know I'm an atheist, thank God. <laughs> but it, 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 if there is a God, I think that I'm importuning him or her to summon the uh, America's hemorrhoid, which is <laughs> also named Trump. He's a pain in the arse. And uh, <laughs> if we got him... To be summoned up, I think they always put up, you know, <laughs> and there is, because heaven has gone to hell. <laughs> and I think what we need to do with this guy is that he should go and make heaven great again. <laughs> because this God guy is screwing it up. And then after he does that, he can fuck off to hell. <laughs> and then spend the rest of eternity there. Malachi, so there it is. I told you, I would not make it through this interview. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Listen to Jessica dying off in there. I think you may be sending us to one or the other place. You know, Malachi, my, my, my take on the whole heaven and hell thing, I'm also an atheist. Um, and I've got, why, God. Didn't, why did God make me an atheist? But my, my take really briefly is I believe in absolute kindness to human beings. And if I'm wrong, and let's say all of a sudden we all die now and the three of us are like, oh, there is a heaven. I don't want to go there for the one simple reason. I couldn't be in a party where everything was great while there were people suffering in another room next door. And I'm not trying to be overly moral. I just think you, you wouldn't do it. And I even think the worst people in the world wouldn't just go, well, screw them. Uh, we're here in a good place. We did the right thing. They did the wrong thing. You, you and I and Jessica and most people we know would run and help those people. So I don't think it would be moral for me to go into this place. That's my take. Well, uh, Derek, my dear friend, um, I think I've got to enlighten you as to what heaven is. Right? 
Now, it's a place where people sit where? At the right hand of God, right? So they're sitting at his right hand. And what you have to do for eternity is observe God's uh, right ear. You watch the hairs growing. Then to the left of God, there's myself and Karl Marx. (laughs) The left-hand side is not populated at all, you see. So there is this God guy sitting there, and that's what heaven is about. Just sitting looking at the hairs growing in his ear. <laughs> well, that's it. If you're there, I'll bring along one of those. I have I have one of those um, ear cleaner things, you know. He, yes, yep. Manscapers. I'll bring it with me and we'll sort out those ears. <laughs> okay, you'll have to send that by Amazon, right? But <laughs> Jim Bezos might be there. Yeah. Maliki, could I ask you about your... You met um, Elizabeth, I think she might be a royalty of somewhere in England. You met Queen Elizabeth II one time, The didn't Queen, yes. Yeah. I, I did. It was one of those strange um, things. I was a member of the New York Rugby Club in the 50s, and at that time, it was... Uh, it was uh, run by a lot of Brits... So anyway, one night at one of our meetings, they announced that Her Majesty the Queen <coughs> was coming with the guy she was married to, Phil. And uh, they had tickets for the reception. So I, they said, would you like? We're giving them out to our, the, our members. So uh, for no good reason, I said, I'll take one. I was going out, I was trying to impress this young woman at the time. And uh, so I'll take one. So anyway, I got one, two tickets, asked her, and she was impressed. So we went to the armory, 66th and Park. And there was only about uh, three or 4,000 people there. And they were cheering, and all these Brits were going on, and they were, oh, oh, absolutely, old chap. Isn't it wonderful that he's a queen? <laughs> so anyway, <clears throat> my date suddenly became weak out of the heat and all of that. So I had to steer her out. And there was a cop standing at a doorway, a guy named that I knew at the time named Jimmy Snow, and I said, Jimmy, i got to get her out of here. He said, fine, go in there, and there's another room on the other side. So we went through this door, crossed the hall, into another empty room, with the exception of a bar and a bartender. So we went out up, got a couple of uh, cognacs, and we sat, and she started to recover. And then all of a sudden, another door opened, and in comes the queen. Elizabeth, too, along with Governor Rockefeller, followed by Phil and the mayor of New York, Mayor Wagner, and a couple of people, three or four others. And then uh, this guy... With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Major General guy came over to me and he said, Sir, could we have your name and the name of the lady? Uh, we're about to present uh, the people to the queen. So myself and the governor and the mayor and uh, my gate and uh, were introduced. So the queen comes along, and Mr. Maliki McCourt of New York, Mr. Elizabeth Ripley of New York, uh, how do you do, how do you do? Then she goes on to the governor, and off they went. So then, uh, uh, Philip, after we broke up, he comes over and he said, you're from New York? I said, well, yes, sort of. New York and London and Limerick. Oh, really, he said. And what do you do in New York? Well, I said, I'm a docker, longshoreman. Oh, yes, he said, I see. Well, we sailed in yesterday. He said there were some uh, demonstrations, he said, with some Irish people and so forth. Yes, I said there were. He said, um, were you among them? Oh, I said, no. I said, I was working. Otherwise, I would have been. <laughs> oh, how charming, is that? <laughs> So, <laughs> so anyway, uh, that's right. So anyway, the queen comes over, and she said, "And uh, Mr. I said McCourt of Limerick. Oh yes, Mr. McCourt. And and what do you do in New York?" And I said, "Well, uh, I was about to answer, and Philip Prince Philip said, oh, don't ask him, my dear. He's liable to tell you.'" <laughs> She said, I see. Good enough. <laughs> and then <clears throat> she toddled off and he said, look, it's absolutely marvellous to meet you, old boy. He said, if you're ever in London, would you please look us up? <laughs> and I said, and where do you live? <laughs> and he said, oh, I'm at the palace. And he said, people will be able to tell you. Good enough, old boy, I said. And uh, Welcome to New York. Oh, so that is how I met the Queen. <laughs> it's amazing how out of touch they are. Look, as though people will be able to tell you where we live. Incredible. Yes. yes. Well, it was. Uh... <laughs> anyway, he was a bit amused by the whole in encounter. As, as we are many years later, Maliki. Um, you wrote in your book a monk swimming. I want to just read a, a little paragraph to refresh your memory, and I'd love to get your opinion on this many years later, and I hope I have it correctly, so just indulge me for a second. Kenneth Tynan once said that the only people who can do Russian drama outside of the Russians themselves are the Irish. I presume that's because we are somewhat manic in the mood department. It's no bother to soar from the darkest depths to the mountaintops of delight. With the heart borne by all of that which is alive and singing. It's even less bothered to swan dive into the pits of despair and total hopelessness with the realisation that it's no use being Irish unless you know the world is eventually going to break your heart. Brilliant, I love that. Yeah, well, that was Daniel Patrick Moynihan said that. Ah, that's why I have it wrong. I apologise. So I was quoting him. 
He was a senator from New York, and he was a marvelous man. His mother owned a bar on the lower west side, and um, she was uh, she. I had had no idea, uh, but I was. I had the saloon Malachy's on Third Avenue, and one day this older woman came in. And uh, she said, oh, I saw you on television and so forth and so on. And she said, I'm in the business too. And she said, uh huh. So we chatted and she told me she had two sons. <clears throat> One worked in Wall Street and the other, she said, uh, was in Washington. But she didn't tell me that her son was Senator Moynihan and that her son was. So that's, we got to be we got to be quite fun because she came in and met frequent intervals. But anyway, he was, he was, uh, he, oddly enough, he became ambassador to India uh, and he worked for Nixon. And, but he was, uh, was a moderate kind of a guy, right. Democrat. Decent kind of a man, right. yeah. I just love what, what the whole thing about, I've said that for years. I'm, I'm a particular fan of Mikhail Bulgakov, who wrote The Master Margarita and A Heart of a Dog and The Country Doctor's Notebook. And, you know, we all know a bit about Russian plays and they mention, and mention them. Yeah. But yeah. I really do think that we have that similarity in them. We, we almost wallow in the depths of despair and smile and laugh at it, us Irish. Yeah. It's, um, it's so easy uh, as we were... Uh, uh, conquered people, and the Russians were uh, ground down by czars all those centuries. And then Lenin came in in 17 and uh, promised to raise the people up. But then he had this other guy to his left, uh, Stalin, and Lenin uh, had a, he had, like as somebody said about uh, Lindsay, the mayor here, that he was the man that gave good intentions a bad name. <laughs> and, uh, <clears throat> and so uh, Lenin couldn't make it, and it just got, things got worse. So the Russians then were just crushed, and put their own spirits raise them up again, and then down again. And the Irish would like that. We had 800 years. And then you have strange things happening. What uh, A.E. Uh, Russell, George Russell said, you eventually become the thing you hate the most. And so many of the Irish now are conservatives. Now, conservatives... Uh, not all conservatives, again, another quote, are stupid, but all stupid people are conservative. And these <laughs> Irish, they think uh, that surround Trump, the Mulvaney's and the Flynn's and the Kelly's and, and Halfpence, <laughs> the vice president, they, they think that they're rising up by stepping on the bodies of other people. And it's just, they are, I'm not proud of being Irish because we have nothing to do with it, <laughs> with what we are born. Exactly. Right? 
our parents hop, our parents pop into bed one night, and they do what we can never imagine our parents doing, which they do. He puts it where it shouldn't be put, and then all of a sudden we pop up, and uh, and then we we say, "I'm proud," but there's a lot to be ashamed of. That's it. Yeah, that's the problem. There is, and you know that is the Aliki, You know what I'm proud? I want to. Be- I want to be proud to be human again, to be proud to be from planet Earth. So, you know, make make planet Earth great again. That's what we need to do. And to, to, as a whole, because we got to live together no matter what, conservatives, Democrats, socialists, we all have to live together. And it seems that we're finding it more and more difficult to live together, you know? Well, here we have these people. They... they uh... They use the word socialist using the same pejorative tone of that it's of a child molester, <laughs> something evil yeah. or something like that. <clears throat> but when you look at about socialism, when you look at it's it's, it's a government, doesn't government runs everything. Well, when you look at what we do have in the way of, uh, of the government, right? We have police paid for, fire department paid for, sanitation paid for, bridges paid for, air control paid for, social security paid for, welfare paid for, food stamps paid for, uh, roads paid for, street lights paid for, uh, traffic lights paid for by the government. So what the hell is wrong with socialism <laughs> when they have to... Pre- so, okay, let's do away with the fucking lights and the police department and the fire department and the sanitation. Let the roads and let the bridges all fall down. Highways... And uh, let them all go. We and we'd see who pays for them. Then. That's a great point. So that is what happens. This, this, this. Oh, socialism. <laughs> you know, socialism. I always take things on the macro and the micro. Like no matter what it is politically, I try to look at it in the micro with my family, my immediate family. And socialism is does begin at home because you got three kids and two of them have eaten well, and the other one gets out of bed late because they don't feel well, and yeah. you've only got one meal left, you give it to the third kid. Same with a pair of shoes, the same with school books, the same with an extra blanket. If you got the three kids on a cold night and two of them have two yeah. blankets and one has one and you have an extra, you give yeah. it to the third kid. So the basic, to me, I've no problem with the basics of socialism. So what you say there makes perfect sense. public schools as yeah. well, which I uh, did not mention in that uh, long, long, long list. But... Uh, we, um, as you probably know, uh, Derek, on account of uh, Frank's Angelis, my brother Frank's Angelis Ashes, <clears throat> the poverty that we endured, I am um, uh, one of seven. Now, three. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Died in childhood, my sister, and that caused us to go to Ireland. And then my, when we got to Ireland within two years, uh, my t- two brothers, they were twin boys, they died. And then two, f- two or more were born, so there, there was four of us. Then my father took off, drunk and all of that. So uh, we didn't get to education. Frank and myself left school at the age of 13. But the thing that saved us was the... The love we got somehow or another of reading. And then the library came, and it was like the gates of heaven had opened up. So that's what we got. Uh, any sort of mostly uh, autodidacts, I think they called yeah. it. We self, self educated. And there's that love. Now, you are. Um, an extraordinarily talented man. You have the gift of language, and uh, you have, you're a terrific musician, most innovative, joyful, and you do bring joy. And here you are doing this show, uh, this program, bringing joy again. And that's, uh, that's a great mission that you have, and I have to compliment you on that as Thank well. Thank you, Monkey. Get me emotional now. Thank you. Well, it's uh, my, the truth I am telling, and uh, there is, and I'm uh, delighted to be able to sit and chat with you. If you look behind me, one of my dreams when I was a kid, that one day that I would be able to lie in my bed and there would be electric light, that miracle, and that I would have a book and there would be a pillow, and there would be a sheet, clean, and I would read in my bed. And that has come true. Maliki, I, I want to go back to what you just said there about I dreamt that there would be electric light. This is not coming from somebody who was born in the 1800s. This is coming from somebody who was born the same century as me and my father. To, 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 to actually pull that into... you, you. I didn't long for electric light. We didn't have a lot of money. I was born in 68, and like yourself and your brother, Frank, I'm also an autodidact. How much I've taught myself, that's debatable, but still, I did. I left school at 14. But to say, from a man, like I say, born in the same century as me, one of your hopes was to have electric light, that puts things in perspective with iPhones and cars and college graduation. Really, I I have to say that. Yeah, I mean the, those things. Like, it was a, uh, my mother used to put out that candle. You're wasting it when we're trying to read, you know, because that was the only illumination we had. We had one lavatory outside our door, uh, that 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 serviced the sixteen families, and they came down with their buckets, empty them in there. 
and then the smell would permeate our door, under our, come right in, and the whole bloody place smelled of, of shit and piss and, and horror, and you just think you wonder, and 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 the uh, and poverty, Derek. There is a difference. People say, "Oh, we were poor too." There is no connection between poverty and poor. It is like the difference between cancer and a head cold. That's how severe poverty is. Poverty is fatal. Poverty, there is no hope. There's darkness and there's uh, despair, uh, speaking of, and there's bigotry and that you're an automatic criminal. Absolutely. We went to a school that was a, a, a beginning place for future convicts. That's because we were all expected to be criminals. And, and a lot of us were. I mean, and a lot of kids went to the reformatory. We, we st you get caught stealing an apple or something. Four years well, Maliki, in the reformatory. That reminds me of, the, of uh, and I hope I get the quote right, Victor Hugo in Les Miserables said, where there is darkness, crimes will be committed. But the guilty party is not he or she who commits the crime, but it's he or she who created the darkness. And that fits right in to what you're talking about. It's a crime to be guilty. It's a crime to want to feed your children and have to steal a loaf of bread like in that book. Yeah. We got, uh, we used to get, St. Vincent Paul used to give us a docket to get five shillings worth of food in a month. And uh, we used to have to go to one shop to get some milk, some tea, uh, some bread. And then if you had, so five shillings. So if you had, say, you spent four, four shillings, four bob, and ten pence. And the mother would say, get a couple of sweets. We would, candy as the sweets we, as you know. And it, so, you know, and these women that owned, they were nice, good, Christian, Catholic women. Is the sweets you want? The way or that, that, that's not for sweets. That's for food. And they would take the two pennies and get reimbursed oh. from St. Vincent de Paul oh. <clears throat> because we asked, we asked for sweets. You know, the, there was that kind of an attitude. Extra, extra punishment. Extra punishment on yeah. top of, as you said earlier on, your mother and father got to bed, did what you shouldn't have done, you guys popped out, and geographically you were put into that position. It wasn't your fault, just like it wasn't no. somebody who was wealthy. Their fault they were, they were born. But you mentioned... A lot of that, I've seen the movie, Angela's Ashes, I've read the book, and they, 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 I think they do it very well, the whole Vincent de Paul thing in, in the movie. Plus, yeah. I want to say that they really picked a good-looking lad, more so than anybody else, to play your part. Tell me a little bit about that. <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> Peter Halpern. Yeah. The, the kid, yeah. yeah, he's here. He's, he's a very good actor, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's in his 30s now. And he's a professional actor, and uh, yeah, he, uh, I was introduced to him by uh, Claude Boyer, Brendan Boyer's daughter, and she brought him along one day, and we uh, got we were, we're quite good friends now. I, I wanted to ask you also. Uh, you mentioned that uh, 
and I, I say the same thing. Islanders are nuts. Anybody from an island, we're all a bit nuts. <laughs> what, what do you think causes that? Because I, I always say people from Tipperary, they're the nicest people you'll ever meet, but I feel sorry for them because it took them two days to get to the beach, you know? But what about the rest of us? We are all a bit kooky in Ireland. Well, I say when you look at island people, you know, Sicilians and Maltese and uh, Isle of Man and all, Manx. But I think the reason why island people are cuckoo is the inexorable sound of the sea. Here it comes, zoom, 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 zoom. And whether we know it or not, but that sound keeps going 24 hours a day. And so, in the name of Jesus, will you turn it off? We think. <laughs> that's a stripe, me nuts. <laughs> and we don't know it, but that's what it is. It is sound. <laughs> probably, probably. <clears throat> but I don't know. You're isolated, I think. I, I, I really don't know why we're cooking. Yeah. Really. But that's my one of my explanations. I, I say a lot of it had probably also got to do with, you know, islands were easy to um, colonise and we, we've all been colonised, almost every island being colonised. Plus, I hate to say this, but it's probably our gene pool was a little tighter because we were smaller and maybe <laughs> that might, might have some... A little, mixing, little mixture of Yeah, that. yeah. I think that might be a little bit like the... the not, not... I think you might have it there, Derek. Yeah. <laughs> Listen... They were doing things that... We were doing things that we didn't think Catholics did. <laughs> the dirty things. Speaking, speaking of which, you once sold Bibles door to door. Is that yes. just amazing? Uh, I, I, uh, well, 19, summer of 1956, I think it was, I, a couple of people and myself, uh, we took a house on Fire Island. So I saw there was an ad uh, in the paper for salespeople. So I, um, I applied, and I was selling Bibles. <clears throat> so you went around door to door. So you, you tried to see what was on. If it was, um, if it was uh, Ginsburg, or oh, that's Jewish. Well, the history of Jewish people in America, that's what we had as well. And then you would see uh, Windsor. You say, well, they're Protestants. <laughs> So that's the King James Version ah. uh, of the Bible. And then if you saw McCarthy, that was the Dewey Version of the Bible. So you had to know a little bit about uh, the differences between these. <clears throat> we didn't sell the Koran ah. yet. But anyway, uh, so I, was, I used to go up and down the beach on Fire Island with a Bible in one hand and a glass of whiskey in the other. <laughs> and it was very... But naked people don't have any money to buy Bibles. You see, that one is what was... And if they did, <laughs> wherever they kept the money, you wouldn't want it. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, stuck down there. Yeah, I, I also wonder, maybe Jefferson's Bible might have been one of the best ones, you know? Yeah, that was uh, his own idea. <clears throat> well, the Bible, it's a great book, by the way. It is terrific. There's so there's everything. There is murder. <laughs> there is incest. There is uh, uh, multi marriages. There is uh, 
or every sin that you could possibly think of in there. It makes great, great <laughs> reading. And it, and it threatens all your enemies with perdition. <laughs> it tells you about hell and where they're all going to. The people that offend you, where all the, they're all yeah. going. So there's a lot, of, a lot of people I know go to hell. But you know what it's missing? Humour. I never once laughed while reading it. There's no humour for me in it. No jokes. Really? <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> it's the funniest damn thing in all the world. <laughs> well, you know what? <laughs> Maliki, when we, when we spoke on the phone, I, I asked you, would you mind doing, um, you know, at the end of the interview, would you mind doing the, the Proust questionnaire? And... Oh, go ahead. Oh, excellent. Okay. So basically, I'm sure you've done this before. And it, the idea is just to give the first thing off the top of your head and, you know, yeah, yeah. short, snappy answers, and, which are no problem yeah. with you. Okay, so the first question, it's a shortened version. The first question, what is your idea of perfect happiness, Maliki? My idea of perfect happiness would be that uh, a good night's sleep. Like that one, Jessica, you need that. Yes. I need that right now. What is your greatest achievement? That I woke up this morning. <laughs> what is your greatest extravagance? The greatest extravagance? Uh, doing nothing. <laughs> what is your current state of mind? I am the happiest man on the earth. Oh, wow. that's great. That makes me the second happiest. Yes, me too. <laughs> <laughs> what do you consider the most overrated virtue? Happiness. Oh, I like that one. <laughs> <laughs> what is the quality you most like in a person? Humor. Which words or phrases do you most overuse? Sorry. <laughs> Very Irish of us. Very Irish of us. I'm Canadian. I'm, Canadian. I'm Cana yeah, Canadian. I'm sorry for existing. Um, yes. Uh, what do you most value in your friends? Love. Oh, nice. Uh, which historical figure do you most identify with? Oh. Jesus. <laughs> I could have better I could have put a bet on that and lost a million dollars that that wouldn't be your answer. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so our last question is not from Proust, but it's it's the question which is the title ever show. Malachi McCourt, what is America to you? America... It is... How will I phrase this? Um, I'm, I know what it is. That it was... It is... Uh, hope 
gives me hope. Brilliant. That's what I'm like. It's a place of hope. Brilliant. I, and I feel the same way. Maliki, I came here 20 years ago to live. And like I said, I'm going to be, I have my citizenship um, interview on the 10th of September. Congratulations. Thank you. I, when, when I called yeah. the other day, because my citizenship interview was April 14, but with the COVID, it was cancelled. So when I called, I was on hold, not for terribly long, maybe an hour. And the woman that was on the other end was really nice. And when she told me, I, I'm an emotional person. I got a little emotional. And I said, I'm sorry, I'm just... Very emotional. She said, that's okay, honey. That's okay. Yeah. And which was nice to have that on the other end because we always think, you know, uh, government buildings and, and bureaucracy are all burr, burr, barking at you. She was very sweet. So I'm going to wear my best suit and go down and do my interview and hopefully I will become a, uh, an American citizen. I, I, I adore Maliki. What I love about America is the people. Even the bad. I love the spirit of Americans, the collective spirit. And, and that's very good. I'm glad you said that, Derek. That, that to me, is one of my uh, favorite um, things to say. It is, you, you cannot love a country. You can only love human beings. <clears throat> and, um, and that's one, you know, love is something many times is just a one way we think. What's love is what we bestow on others, but it doesn't. That doesn't work. True love is that which you give out and which is returned. It's single love, and there's real love, which is that. So, you you are quite right. In love, you can only love people. Yep. Thank you. Well, I. I That's I, it. You can't love rocks. No, you can't. Or or, right. or a government or, or or a political ideology. It, that's a difference, yeah. but the, the spirit, what America has done for me, it's given it's given me everything. And that's not putting Ireland yeah. down, but this country, I couldn't make a living in Ireland. I couldn't do this in Ireland. There's so many things. That, yeah. And it wasn't because I couldn't get up my ass and do it. But the difference, be, yeah. the difference between, ah, that won't work. You can't do that. Yeah. And great idea. Let's do it. That makes... Well, there's only one thing missing in, that I would like to see here, which would... Uh, uh, would be public lavatories. <laughs> there are none. <laughs> that's, that's true, there are none. No, and in Rome, it's the law that if you have a restaurant, you have to let people... You, but you can hear, you have to hold it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Maliki, on that note, we have to hold it and say... Um, we're, we're honoured and grateful, and we could. I know you and I could talk for hours and hours. Uh, that we could, and you're, uh, you have a grand gift for the language, and uh, please keep using it. And best to Jessica, too. There she is right there. I always say she's on, she's yeah. on the wrong side of the camera. She should be on this side. <laughs> <laughs> Maliki McCourt. Well, that's, that's the unlucky camera. Uh, there you go. We're, I'm trying to get her on more and more. We will. Soon, yeah, soon I'll be man. just relegated to making tea or coffee for her. You know? No shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, you know, we both love the, the women of the world, so we're in, we're in agreement. Well, Ma come over to say she's she's going to come over and say, <laughs> say hello. And let's get, make sure we're recording. Are we recording this? Yeah. Excellent. Yes. Hi, Maliki. Ah, there we are. We're, we're social distance. Gorgeous, Thank you so lovely, much for coming. And, I can't uh, hear you because I don't have my earphones in, but. Um, well, she has a great smile. Great smile. And there it oh, is. Oh, thank you so much. Thanks, love. We'll talk to you real and soon, could, though. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come back as soon as we're done the show. 
Malachi, uh, thank you very much once again, and hopefully we'll have you on when you have a new book or a movie or you become the president or the mayor of uh, New York City or the United States. Thanks a million, Malachi. Thank you very much, Derek, and blessings on your cranium a day at a time. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Malachi. Have a great afternoon. <laughs> blessings on your cranium. Blessings on your cranium. Oh, man. Um, um, by the way, I forgot to explain, Amanda Green, um, when Malachi was going to church as a kid, he'd hear uh, the, 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 one of the prayers, I think it's called the Lord's Prayer, Blessed art thou amongst women. And he thought it was blessed art thou a monk swimming. And that's called the Mondegreen. Look, look up Mondegreen and you'll see why it was something about where somebody thought that, he said, that, that somebody else said Mondegreen. I forget what it is. Uh, anyway, um, you can check that book out and Death Need Not Be Fatal on Amazon. He's an incredible man. I talk about, he's talking about me having a gift. That man has gift after gift of the English language. Uh, okay, so that's the end of our show. Um, before we go, we'd like you again to, if you haven't already, subscribe to our YouTube channel, What Is America To You? And also um, click a, a thumbs up there, give us a like. And as always, we love the comments. We'll always respond to them. And I'm sure this is going to generate a lot of comments because that was just brilliant. A laugh fest for the first yes. 15 minutes. We really uh, need your support. Yeah, we really do at the moment. And anybody who has any sponsors, uh, we're hoping to get sponsorship from the Charlie Chaplin Estate. I was over there in uh, last last year with Lisa and we went to see Charlie Chaplin's house. Great moment for me. I'm a lifelong fan. Maybe Charlie Chaplin's museum will sponsor us. Maybe not. Anyway, <laughs> if you know anybody or anybody wants to sponsor us, we need it. We're begging right now. Where's the bowl? Okay. From me, your host, Eric Dempsey, and the beautiful Jessica, who makes it all happen. And believe me, today was a journey of technical, technical glitch after glitch. And she made it happen. She's incredible. Um, thanks again from us here at What Is America To You. Goodbye for now. Driving along, minding my own business. Heading east through the Kentucky rain. Radio, Johnny Cash was singing. I hurt myself just to see if I still feel pain. All along, my head was ringing. There on the radio, an American sings a song. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do? When you win, like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.